Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Welcome, bienvenue, guten morgen. No, it's not morning. Why would I say guten morgen? Welcome in. Hello. I'm your host, Nick. This is Nick's Dirt News. That was the most awkward opening I've had in, in, in probably the three years I've been doing this. But hey, I keep you guys on your toes, don't I? It, it's always different here at Nick's Dirt News. There's never one thing the same, except the outro. Because, you know, that's just the only scripted thing I do. But hey, you know what? That's that's where the fun is, right? It's all on it's all off the cuff. It's it's just me flowing, thoughts coming at you. No 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 pauses. It's just all all random dumps from my brain into the microphone into your ears. That's the way you like it. That's why there's all tens of you. That is why there's all tens of you folks, fans, friends, family, all of all are welcome. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you've been listening. We're here at another week of Nick's Nerd News. What what are we down to? Down to what are we up to? We're up we're up 160 episodes, folks. We are 160 in today. That's a lot. I've been annoying you and bugging you with my my lovely voice for 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 three years now, and it's it's not going to stop. Unfortunately, I'm I'm having too much fun. I hope you're having fun. But hey, welcome to the show again. I'm Nick. I'm the host of Nick's Nerd News. Uh, I I'd, I'd hope it would be someone called Nick, right? You you wouldn't you wouldn't go to Nick's Nerd News and expect to find someone named like Jimmy, right? It'd be kind of weird. No offense to Jimmys, but you'd have your own show with alliteration, triple J's of of some some sort. J. Jungle Jameson, if you think. But anyway, not to go off on a tangent there. Hey, you know, like, share, subscribe, review, uh, rate, post, poke, any of those things that you do. I, 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 it's up to you. You know, you know, click the notification icon if if that's a thing on your app for my show. Just you know, on the lookout. Be on the lookout. But hey right let's let's get into what we're here for and that's to listen to me ramble on about things ad nauseum so hey what's going on in the video game world well the first thing i want to talk about today actually happened today it, it's uh late breaking news it's not really really late because it happened earlier today but in uh, a bit of really unsurprising news well you know God of War Ragnarok, or whatever it's going to be, ended up being called. I guess it's not really God of War 2. In, in reality, it would be God of War 5. Uh, has been delayed until 2022. No surprise. No surprise there at all. Come on. I mean, really? Did you all really expect that game to come out this year? We only just first got our glimpse, first glimpse, at Horizon Forbidden West, right? So, it is unfortunate. Um, but hey, you know what? That's, that's the breaks in life. Better that it gets delayed and make sure it gets, it gets done properly. And that's okay. 
right? It, it's okay. And it, uh, they did confirm it will be also be coming to PS4 because probably when it comes out, people s still won't have PlayStation 5s. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's shitty. It sucks. But you know what? It, it, it's, it's par the course. And, and game delays usually end up being a good thing most of the time. Um, we're also getting more and more and more hints at a Switch Pro, which I still don't think is actually coming, especially given the fact that Nintendo says they might not be able to keep up demand for the regular Switch right now. I, I find it very hard to buy into the idea that, you know this Switch Pro or Switch XL or whatever it ends up being is, is actually coming. Um, however, a new Amazon Mexico listing has, has hinted at a Switch Pro and people are like, oh, CCC. But now there is a new report uh, per Bloomberg that it, it it's going to be coming out as early as September, October. And it will be revealed by E3 in, uh, uh, in the next week or two and it will be priced higher than the the normal $300 switch but uh apparently the the announcement for it might come out in the next week or so before E3 to allow companies to to show off their games at E3 I don't know about that um but is going to be interesting to see uh, per the, the leaks that have been coming out, it is a 7-inch Samsung display with OLED. Uh, it will have a faster graphics chip, and it will allow for possible 4K resolution. Um, the, the higher price has to do with pricier components and ri rising labor costs. I, I don't think this is coming out. I don't know. If it does, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Um, if it does come out, I'll wait a while. And hopefully they'll have like an upgrade thing where you can up like turn in your regular switch for it. Um, hopefully maybe they offer some kind of new dock that you can plug in the existing one and do 4K. I don't know, man, but it it sounds sounds sketch. Like Nintendo usually doesn't do anything like that. Um, I mean, look what happened with the Wii U. That that uh, that didn't really work out in their favor. So. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. And and speaking of new models and PlayStation fives and and things like that, a new PS five model has been registered with, um, I guess, uh, they they registered Sony registered it, um, but it's not like a PS five Pro. So get your tone your hopes down here a bit, and. This new model is, so the current models are the, um, hold on, I don't know what the current model number is, but this new model is labeled CFI-1115A, and it, it is not, it's just a revision of the existing one. So apparently it will come with a new wireless module, um, which is AW-XM501. And this new one um, will have a antenna gain of 4.0 slash 3.5 dBi, which is the decibel number. And it, it's how it connects to 2.4 signal. I don't remember that as much. 
Um, I, I learned it for work a while ago cause we have, we have internet stuff at my work. Um, and it, it is lower than the current 6.0 slash 6.0 DVI, which is on launch PS5s, uh, for the 2.4 gigahertz signal. Um, over on the 5 gigahertz side, it is going to have a new 6.0 slash 4.5 DBI, which is actually higher than the launch's 5.0 slash 3.5 DBI. Uh, this is all per Video Game Central. And, again, I, I don't know what any of this really means. I um, am kind of clueless when it comes to, to decibel. Uh, excuse me, per, if you actually want to know, it's the decibel isotropic number. There's videos on YouTube you can watch to learn about it. But it just has to do with Wi-Fi connection speeds. So if you bought a launch PS5, it might be like a hair slower. So yeah, just uh, when you get a PS5 in the next coming months, it will be technically a different model with a different Wi-Fi module. Uh, moving on, and... This one's a little, little stranger in Indeed, but it looks like Borderlands 3 was trying to be full crossplay and everything was good to go. And there's an Xbox that's been, or an Xbox, there's been an update that's been put out by Gearbox. And they have unfortunately been told to remove crossplay support on PS4 and PS5. So, this this is an odd thing. You don't hear about this as much anymore. Uh, Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford tweeted today, it said, uh, the publisher had required the removal of PlayStation platforms from a cross-play support. So, he, this is his exact quote. Uh, tweet, I should say. Quote, good news or bad news first? Good news. An update for Borderlands 3 has been prepared for the release that includes full cross-play support across all platforms. Bad news. For certification, we have been required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. Unquote. Uh, so 2K Games clearly asked them this. Um, which is all ridiculous. Uh, and, and of course we found out via the, the lawsuit with Epic that, uh, that Epic and Apple's lawsuit that Sony requires epic to pay them for cross-play support so i'm wondering if 2k was like fuck that we're not paying but you can do there is cross-play between generations um but maybe they can't play with pc so as of right now cross-play is not coming um cross-play is not coming to borderlands 3 anytime soon uh, however that could change at least Xbox to PC, maybe PS4, PS5 to PC, but we don't know how that's going to happen, even though it's allowed in Rocket League, Fortnite, and Call of Duty. Granted, those are some of the biggest games around, so that makes a little more sense compared to maybe Borderlands 3. But still, it's a little odd that in 2021, we're not getting cross-play support on, on some games. Like, really? Like, what what's going on here? What I don't get it. It's not like Borderlands is a system seller. Like, let's be honest here. There, there. People aren't going to choose uh, Borderlands on PS5 um, because of crossplay, or they're not going to go to Xbox um, over PlayStation on on Borderlands. Like, they're just going to get it on whatever console they own. So this this isn't like a 
whatever your friends have situation. I mean, it kind of is, but but it's not a system seller. So it, it's a little odd that they would be so anti-crossplay in that situation. That's just, that's my take on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the other thing, so it was, uh, Sega is celebrating Sonic's 30th anniversary this year. Like me, I'm 30, Sonic's 30. Hey, pretty cool, am I right? Yeah, it was cool beans. <laughs> but, no. But, but anyway, uh, so they, they've decided to, um, they, they had a, like a, a stream the other day, uh, that essentially went into like what's coming up for Sonic and it was announced a new Sonic game from Sonic team is coming out next year. Uh, they did tease, uh, with a new teaser trailer that doesn't really hint at anything. Um, it might look to be a new 3d Sonic. Uh, also announced was a remaster of Sonic Colors Ultimate that will be releasing September 7th on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Not not the new consoles, but ultimately you'll be able to play them on them anyway. Um, and then uh, Sonic Origins compilation. Uh, no release date on this, but it will be a, a one a one disc, essentially, that will include Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Sonic CD all in one compilation. Um, that will be coming, uh, presumably to new consoles. No, no other announcements have been made. Uh, they made announcements on some other TV shows and, and other things and, and cartoons that are related to Sonic. Um, but doesn't really relate to gaming, but those are the three most important things, um, to look out for a new Sonic game though, of course, is the biggest thing. And that is coming in 2022 as of right now. Of course, the other big news we got last week uh, was uh, official reveal and gameplay of, of two major franchises. Uh, first, of course, was uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Sony did give a state of play. Um, it did say it was on track for this year, but then again, then today when Herman Hulse, the head of PlayStation Studios, was talking especially about the delay with, with God of War, um, it looks like it's possible that, that there's no guarantee that forbidden West will, um, forbidden West will move in. It, it will, will continue, will come out this year. God, I can't talk today. <laughs> um, um, in that though, I, I just want to follow up with that. They also did say that bend studio is working on a new game. They aren't working on whatever was talked about in that whole issue with, them working on a new Uncharted thing and all that. Anyway, let's talk about Horizon Forbidden West, shall we? Uh, got a lot of new gameplay, which looks spectacular. Showed off some new skills for Aloy and and things like this. Uh, looks like they she has a new grapple hook and and new new different tools to use against the machines. But but per that live stream that they showed off, uh, it takes place six months after Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it, it, they, per Guerrilla Games, it is coming to PS4 and PS5. They said, quote, development is on track and we'll have an update for you very soon, unquote. And it looks like Erend is back. Uh, they're fighting some new tribe and they, they're tracking a storm or something that's coming. There are new tools, like I mentioned, um, like a new grapple hook. There is a, 
uh, new way to see like every place that you can like free run and, and parkour climb and shit like that. Um, they'll be highlighted once you click your scanner and, uh, there's a, like a glider that you can, can use with, with your, with some kind of technology, very, very similar to the glider in breath of the wild. I will say that, um, now you'll be able to go swimming underwater with a new dive mask mechanic. Um, looks like, so yeah, the focus changes, uh, showed off new weapons and new machines, like what they're calling the thunder, um, crap, what they call it, um, tremor tusks, was it a tremor tusk or something, they had, I thought it was a thunder something, because it was going to be like the thunder jaw, but it's a tremor tusk, excuse me, that's the new elephant machine, which is fucking amazing, but, so the, the spear is back, you can take over machines again and, and, and ride them, uh, there's going to be new weak spot identification so they'll glow a certain color so that way you know what to hit off um there's a, a adhesive that you can throw with your slingshot that kind of like gums everything up uh, you'll have a new launcher there's smoke bombs you can upgrade everything you can pick up weapons that you shoot off from machines and there are new new machines so the tremor tusk is the the elephant one there are sun wings which are like pterodactyls uh, there's claw striders, which are like raptors, uh, snap maws are back, and burrowers and things like this. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more machines that we'll see. But if the the tremor tusks are as cool as as the thunder jaws are, I'll I'll be stoked as hell uh, as we run around like San Francisco. Uh, small spoiler: if you never played the first game, it takes place in a future like a thousand years where Earth has been, like, re-terraformed, and, like, different biomes have taken over places that you're, you're, you would normally be used to. Like, the first game takes part in places of, like, Utah, Colorado, and things like that. Like, you can actually go to, like, the, um, the, uh, why can't I talk? The, um, Air Force Academy in Colorado. But this one will take place in, in San Francisco, you know, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge is a big, big focal point in the game. And also, you in in the, the gameplay they showed off last week, she actually, Aloy climbs up like Lombard Street, which has turned into like a uh, tropical river basin, um, which was, was, it was really cool. She was like, oh, fuck, that's Lombard Street. So I can't wait to see more of this. Hopefully they'll have some more stuff at E3 um, and more gameplay soon. And we don't have to wait too long for the release. I hope it doesn't get delayed. But if it does get delayed, I hope it allows them to, to make sure it's fully polished and awesome. So while I do hope it comes this year, I, I understand if, if it doesn't. Um, also, you know, after it was shown off, a lot of people online were just like, Aloy doesn't look pretty anymore. And she doesn't look feminine anymore. It's like, you know what? Fuck off, people. And this one guy's like, listen to fans. Like, and he puts up this like hi hyper, like sensualized, hyper, like edited version of Aloy covered in makeup and shit. It's like, dude, she lives in a post-apocalyptic world, has no concept of, of modern beauty. Like, get the fuck out of here. People need to like sit the fuck down and chill the fuck out over 
female game protagonists. Like, shut up. Like, y'all need to chill. Like, really? She doesn't look feminine or pretty enough? But you're gonna go and add makeup? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Ridiculous. Ridiculous things going on. Ridiculous things going on. Um, The other big game shown off, of course, was Far Cry 6, excuse me, which looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. The character models look amazing. The Island Nation looks amazing. My only concern... Um, granted, we don't know where in the timeline this takes place, but it looks like it's adapting a little too heavily from Far Cry New Dawn, and it's got a lot of, like, made-up weapons and gear and stuff. Like, there's a weapon that shoots out CDs, and it plays them Ocarina, but still, it's just like, uh, and then you get all these, like, different backpacks that are all, like, cobbled together things. I, I get you're, like, a guerrilla fighter in the game, fighting, like, a an oppressive regime on a Caribbean island, but, like, they're gonna have access to, like, normal shit. Because the U.S. government would probably supply it, but, yeah. Um, we do have a release date of October 7th, 2021, and it has a, apparently, an, quote, an opening sequence directed by Emmy Award winner Patrick Clare, unquote, who has directed episodes of Westworld and True Detective. Um... There are multiple editions to choose from. Of course, there's the standard edition. And... Wow, they haven't updated this thing that I'm reading about. There's the gold edition, which is $109. There is the... Um, Ultimate edition, which is uh, the base game. It comes with the Season Pass, Ultimate Pack, and Jungle Jungle Expedition Pack, and Croc Hunter Pack. Um, that's for $120. And then there is the Collector's Edition... Um, it's, you get a high-end display model, you get a flamethrower of the flamethrower from the game, there's a collector's case, um, and other, uh, other things. You can only get that on the Ubisoft store. Um, it also comes with a 64-page art book, soundtrack, map, stickers, and a chorizo key ring. That is $200. Um, and then there is a GameStop exclusive version that does come, uh, with a special steelbook case. Um, from, from them, and that, that's, like I said, that, that's only available at at GameStop. I'm trying to see, there's something I saw that listed everything and what they look like, and I cannot find it. Um, I'll just go to Ubisoft's website. I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm doing not going to their website. Because that would be the the best thing to do. Um, Let's go by game. Here, I'm distracting all of you and I'm wasting everyone's time. But Far Cry 6. um, Ultimate Edition. If you pre-order now, you get... uh, Oh, Libertad Chorizo is a little doggy that's in the trailer that's really cool. And you also get the Discos Locos Disc Launcher. So that's the one that fires off CDs. Um, so yeah, Standard Edition is just the game for 60 bucks. Gold Edition comes with a Season Pass and the game for 100 bucks. Ultimate Edition comes with a Game Season Pass Ultimate Pack for 119 And for $200, you get the Collector's Item, or Collector's Edition, that comes with the 
flamethrower and all that other extra goodies um, that I, I mentioned. And then there is a GameStop version that um, comes with the Steelbook. Anyway, that's what's going on. They did show off some trailers and some gameplay. Like I said, it's getting... There's a lot of stuff that I, I like that I like what I'm seeing. There's a lot of stuff I don't like what I'm seeing. Oh, the Steelbook version has like a chicken or a rooster on it. That's funny. Oh, but there's a gold edition Steelbook too with Giancarlo. Shit, I don't know which one I want. I don't know which one I want. Anyway, um, yeah, I just there's a lot of things from New Dawn that I'm not digging. Um, but uh, like I said, it looks it looks glorious. It looks gorgeous. It, the character models are awesome. Definitely going to play it. Um, I like playing around in Caribbean islands with dictators and such. You know, you, I love Tropico. So uh, Far Cry 6 is something we will definitely be talking about later in the year when October comes. Um, in a sign of things getting somewhat back to normal... It looks like Evo tournaments are, are coming back. Of course, Sony purchased Evo in the in the last year or so. And they have announced that there's going to be a new set of uh, open format fighting tournaments before Evo of this year. And it's called the new Evo Community Series. And per a PlayStation blog, it says, quote, a global celebration of the fighting game community, unquote. Uh, it will take place between June 10th and August 3rd. It will have 120 tournaments around the world with a $74,000 prize money in total available. Um, and, oh, it only bought ELO in March? Felt like it was long longer than that. Anyway, uh, there will have three PlayStation-hosted tournaments. And that will be between June 10th and June 22nd. Um... You can also take place if you have an active PS Plus subscription and you live in the US or North America or Europe. Um, you can win up to a part of twenty grand in that in Grand Buell Fantasy Versus, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Tekken 7. Uh, these are the PlayStation Tournaments Evo 2021 online warm-up. That's the next one. That's between June 26th and July 3rd. Um... Those are using the same games. And then there's the PlayStation Tournaments Evo 2021 online side tournaments. That's between July 8th and August 3rd. And this will include North America, Europe, Latin America, Middle East, Asia, and Japan fighting for a $35,000 prize pool. That will include, though, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Grand, Buell, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost On, Skullgirls Second Encore, Soul Calibur 6, and Undernight Inbirth EX Late. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you're looking to, to win some money and you're good at those games. Uh, moving on. Um, Nintendo has recently won a lawsuit. Nintendo's been very litigious lately. Uh, they have won a lawsuit against a ROM website that has been hosting, you know, ROMs of classic Nintendo games. They've won a multi-billion dollar lawsuit against the website uh, known as ROM Universe. Um, 
per reported by Turret Freak, the site owner, whoever owns ROM Universe, now has to pay $2.1 million in damages to Nintendo um, since the court ruled in their favor. And the lawsuit was first filed in 2019. And I guess ROM Universe has a lot of pirated versions of Nintendo games. So uh, there was also premium subscriptions that you could pay for. And uh, so that way you can go above ROM Universe's uh, down, download limit. And he, the owner of the website, said, quote, they filed a declaration saying, quote, denies and disputes that he uploaded any files to said website and in no time did he verify the content of said ROM file, but had previously testified that he and or his admin uploaded ROMs of Nintendo's copyrighted works, unquote. So the court was like, yeah, you're kind of guilty in that. Um, even though the website was taken down last year, Nintendo still went through. They had initially sought over $15 million, but the court <laughs> reduced it to the $2.1 million. That's funny. But they won $12 million in two different cases against ROM websites in 2018. So it's not the first time... But Nintendo is very, very, very protective of its IPs. And they'll even go after fan fan games. Um, and let me see. Final bit of gaming news here today. It's an interesting one for sure. But Dark Horse Comics has started its own gaming division. Um, and they want to make sure they turn their comic properties into AAA games. So, this is... Uh, VentureBeat found this out, that Dark Horse has opened what's called Dark Horse Games, and it's, it's running out of their Oregon and Shanghai divisions, and they are planning on bringing its books... To, comp, to, to games, so Hellboy, Sin City, 300, Umbrella Academy, um, they want to make games out of those. I can tell you right now, Hellboy has the potential to be an awesome game. Sin City has the potential to be like a GTA clone. 300, uh, not a whole lot going on there. That'd be like a hack and slash, for sure. And Umbrella Academy, I don't know. That'd have to be a very narrative-heavy game. But it there's only three of those, so you'd have to kind of tell like a story outside the confines of that. Um, but uh, according to Dark Horse Games general manager Johnny Lee, they want to, I guess, reach out to other top developers um, to get these games made. And they are going to build their own internal studio as well um, to create games either on existing IPs or future IPs. Um, and they, he did say, quote, we have evergreen properties like Hellboy where there will always be interest in making games and doing collaborations. We and our partners can really evaluate if a story IP and character universe would be a good fit for games that they're initially designing and developing, unquote. Um, he also went on to say, quote, late stage discussions with several AAA game developers and it will be no later than end of Q1 next year, unquote. That's all from um, Johnny Lee. So it looks like they're making sure they get a game out as soon or uh, something with one of their characters 
out into the wild as soon as March of next year. Um, is there anything you guys would like to see from 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 Dark Horse, like turned into a game? Like I said, Hellboy, Hellboy is the potential for a major gaming franchise. Um, God, I don't remember when Dark Horse used to be Star Wars comics. Uh, <laughs> they were better at it, if you ask me, than Marvel. Anyway, um, like like I said, there's there's a lot of good things that that can be turned into. Um, that can be turned in into games from from their stuff. Like I said, Hellboy, of course. Um, three hundred would have to be like a hack and slash, like a warriors type game. I don't see. Um, oh, they have Aeon Flux. They could do that if they own the rights. I don't know if they own the rights to that totally. I I don't know how much. If you're gonna do an Umbrella Academy, it's gonna have to be like a um. Like a don't nod game, so like uh, Life is Strange type deal, or or it'd have to be like, um, wow, I can't think of the, the Telltale, not Telltale, yeah, Telltale. You know they did, you know, the Batman games and the Wolf Among Us and the Walking Dead game, and things like that. So that that's definitely something um, that they can turn into a game. Uh, or it'd have to be like that at least, um, but. There, there's a lot of things. I guess they make the aliens, but of course they don't own the rights to aliens. So, oh, BPRD, that's that's them. Um, I could do that, but oh wait, no, that's Hellboy. That's tied to Hellboy. There's a lot of potential with Hellboy. That's for damn sure. But I'm trying to look at their IPs, and this list that I'm reading is a shitty one. Um, I guess, I don't know. I'm looking at the other list here. I just keep going back to Hell- Hellboy would just be amazing as a game. You could definitely do an awesome Hellboy game series. It'd be like first person, even third person roguelike. I, but it would be epic. Uh, that's it for gaming news today. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, about TV and uh, so Jupiter's Legacy, which is the newest comic book show on Netflix, which is adapted from the Mark Miller uh, comics, Jupiter's Legacy. I, I've really only watched about half of the first episode, and it's got an interesting concept. I, I do want to go back to it. I haven't had a lot of time. But uh, it, it, it it's effectively canceled, the show. They, they have decided to not move forward with that storyline. Um, all the actors have been released from their contracts. Um, however, uh, Netflix has announced a couple other projects within that universe. And of course, the Miller World comics. So Mark Miller isn't exactly going away over there. Uh, but they're, they're going to be doing some other tie-in series to uh, Jupiter's Legacy, in, in essence. So there, there are things that, that will tie in. Um, but its extended universe is continuing, is, is essentially how, how they're explaining it. So, uh, it's only been on Netflix for a month, and I guess it didn't do well. And, let me see... Yeah, so they're going to an anthology format, is what they're doing. So, per deadline, um, so instead of doing Jupiter's Legacy, the main story, 
Um, they're going to do a live action version of what's called Super Crooks, which is the like the villains and stuff of of Jupiter's Legacy. Um, so like Josh Duhamel, Leslie Bibb, Ben Daniels, they've all been released from their contracts. Um, maybe they'll they'll go back to it later. They said, but or Miller said, unquote. But I, I, who knows? Super Crooks though um, is coming, and they're also going to have an anime version of Super Crooks as well. Uh, but Jupiter's Legacy, as as it stands now, will not be continuing. Um, if that makes any sense. Uh, moving on from there, uh, and I actually want to go back to to gaming for a second. Um, I did finish Mass Effect Two on on Mass Effect Legendary Edition, um, and then I I will be uh, speaking about Mass Effect Three. I sh- should probably finish that game. In the next uh, week or so, I've been blowing through those games hundred percent, nearly hundred percenting them in in under uh, forty hours, which is amazing to me. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, back to TV uh, for for the remainder of of the show now. Um, but Oscar Isaac has has finally confirmed that he is playing Moon Knight. Uh, with a post on his Instagram with like a whole bunch of Moon Knight stuff on the wall behind him. I know it was just an open secret at this point, but he had, he had finally, finally ad, uh, admitted that, hey, yeah, that that that's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it, which is funny that it, it took this long. Also, in terms of Disney Plus Marvel series, uh, Danai Gurira, or Danai, I don't want to fuck up her name. She plays Okoye in... in Black Panther, uh, has confirmed that she will be returning to play Okoye in, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the sequel, um, as well as potentially playing in, in her own Disney Plus series centered around Okoye. Um, this will be interesting if, if they do do that, or I think there is a Black Panther Disney Plus series in the works as well. So we'll, we'll see what that materializes into as, as Disney Plus is somehow just making all kinds of shows now. Uh, it's almost like, are they going to keep the Disney Channel around? <laughs> that, uh, that's funny. But um, that's it for TV, really. Uh, I do want to talk about The Bad Batch. Finally, another good episode. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I've really enjoyed some of the episodes lately. Um, this one was cool because they finally go out and do like a mercenary-type mission, and they work for like a, um, like a, 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 a broker, I guess you could say. Um, they work with an informant that used to work with the Jedi. It's a Trandoshan. Uh, she gives them a job. They end up catching a baby Rancor or rescuing a baby Rancor for Bib Fortuna. And that's the only downside is it, it makes the galaxy feel really small again. Because now we're connecting to Bib Fortuna and, and, um, and, uh, um, I can't talk, uh, Bib Fortuna and, and Jabba the Hutt, right? And it's like, we already had Fennec Shand last week. So now we're kind of going back into stuff with the Book of Boba Fett and the Man- Mandalorian. And it's like, look, I know Star Wars always had a tendency to have the same creatures, same characters kind of be around. But with the Clone Wars, they started to expand a lot, right? And and the old expanded universe had a lot. But now, now we're kind of folding back in on itself. And it's, it's making the galaxy feel small again. And I, I don't like that. That, that's my only gripe with it. It's just like, come on, like we're done 
Can we like do some different characters? There's a lot more things that can be done in the the seedy underbelly of the galaxy. Like this would have been a perfect time to bring Prince Zizor and the Black Sun back into back into the new canon. Like this is this would have been a perfect time bring Dash Rendar in or work him in in some way with like Shadows of the Empire. Like I know that's later in the timeline, but still like you can start bringing in the machinations. This would also have been a perfect time to bring back like the other Hut Lords, like not just Jabba. But hopefully moving forward, they'll still have a more direct storyline, kind of like this one. They're not splitting it up between um, they're not splitting it up between them and Crosshairs, and then they're also not doing like fluff episodes, like like what uh, was the week before. And it's just like, come on, let's 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 get to like the nitty gritty. We don't. I know we need to build up characters, but they're supposed to be like a special task force, like have them do special task force things now or adapting to like mercenary life, not this weird in between that they, they've been given us. And that's, that's my thing. It's like, keep moving forward. Let's, let's keep going here. Um, and of course, uh, Loki does premiere next week. So we will be talking about that next week, actually in two weeks. Cause Loki is going to be on Wednesdays. So, um, we will try to talk about it that day. If not, obviously, we won't be able to. Uh, that's it for TV. Uh, I do want to move on to uh, movies. I, I guess we didn't talk about the Jungle Cruise trailer last week. I thought I did. Um, but I really dig that trailer. It's very, like... Not necessarily Indiana Jones vibe, but it's definitely, like, very, very heavily, like, The Mummy vibes, which I love The Mummy movies. And, like, it's got some other camp and, like, classic adventure movie tropes in it. I am all for it. The Rock looks great in it. Uh, Emily Blunt is in it. It just looks like they're having fun. And there's, like, mystical and other shit tied in. I'm all fucking for it. The trailer for the Jungle Cruise looks amazing. And if they can capture what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean, because, again, this is going to be the second Disney movie based on a Disneyland ride, then then they've struck gold. 100% they've struck gold. But um, we also learned that uh, Scott Derrickson has finally given essentially information on why he left Doctor Strange 2. And he was speaking... Um, I guess this was C. Robert Cargill, who co-wrote the script for the first film, uh, essentially was speaking to Cinema, Cinema Blend. He wrote a book, and he, he essentially got down to what happened with Scott Derrickson and Marvel over Doctor Strange 2. And he said... Um, they just had different ideas. He said, quote, it was creative differences, unquote. It's like, you don't hear that a lot <laughs> where it's actually that. He said, quote, Scott wanted to do one movie and Marvel wanted to do another movie. So he sat there and said, well, shit, I've got this great script that I wrote with Cargill and I'm really proud of. We were actually going to go out to other directors for the black phone. Scott called me up and said, dude, I have to make this movie. It's got to be my movie. I have to do this. Do you mind waiting until after I'm done with Doctor Strange 2? And he really wanted to bring me on to Strange as well. But in the event that it didn't happen, he was like, do you mind waiting? I was like, 
you know what, if you feel this passionately about it, no, I'll wait a couple years to make this movie, unquote. Um, I guess it was, it had to do with just actual creative differences. And they just weren't on the same page, which, again, is very rare for it to be that actual reason. But it happens. It happens in Hollywood, and we'll see what uh, Sam Raimi does, who I think is is just as qualified for it. Um, also announced is, uh, with Space Jam coming next month, there's going to be a Teen Titans crossover with Space Jam. Why? Why? I'm not even I'm not even giving more credence to that. And it's Teen Titans Go of all things. I'm just nope. 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 Um also in in a weird interview with the Hollywood Reporter, uh Todd Phillips let slip that he's co-writing Joker 2. Why are we getting a Joker 2? Like that that's that is a 100% one and done movie that does not need to be tarnished with another with a sequel right like let that be in its own little world we don't need to revisit it i loved that movie we don't need to revisit it like it and i only say that because i'm going off of todd phillips's other sequels and those movies are not great right like the man wrote while he didn't write the first hangover he did direct it he wrote hangover part two and hangover part three which are pretty much just do-overs of the first film so i i don't have a lot of faith there and i literally i'm looking at this man's filmography i have literally loved every single movie that he has made i love you know road trip Old school's great. Starsky and Hutch, well, it's okay. I think it's hilarious. School for Scoundrels, I've seen maybe a few times. I think it's funny. The Hangover, everyone loves. Due Date, which I watched recently, is way better than I remember. Again, Hangover Part 2 and Part 3, eh. I do, I do enjoy 2. Not the greatest movie. 3, I can't remember at all to be honest, because it was really one all over again. War Dogs is a great fucking movie that I watched recently. Uh, that's the movie with Jonah Hill and, and um, what's his face? Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, anyway, they, they play Gunrunners, which is fucking great. And then, of course, Joker. But now he's doing a Joker sequel. I I just... I'm a little concerned with that. I don't think Joker needs a sequel. I'm probably not the only person that's going to say that. And most people would agree. Like, that movie is perfect on its own. It makes you think. Makes you look at what fucking is happening in society. Like, you don't need more of that. You don't. You just don't. It's fine on its own. We don't need a sequel. Um... Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now has a release date set for 2023. How many times are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going to get rebooted? I think on Nickelodeon they've they've redone the Ninja Turtles like four times in the last ten years. 
and now we're getting more movies. I I I don't under, I don't under, I don't understand what's going on there. Um also uh Shazam has entered production per Zachary Levi and uh also Harrison Ford has arrived in the UK to begin filming Indiana Jones 5. So that's a good thing to see. And my last bit of of movie news today which doesn't make any fucking sense. So it, it, it involves the Spider-Man universe over at, at Sony, um, or their Marvel universe, uh, which they, they call the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, or the Spum, Spumk. And the president of Sony Motion Picture Group, Stanford, or Sanford Panich, uh, was being interviewed by Variety, and this is what he had to say about Spider-Man and their characters. He said, quote, we don't really think of our 900 characters as the Spideyverse. We have a Marvel Universe. The volume of characters we have, you know, wait until you see the ne- this next Venom. You don't miss Spider-Man. It'll be exciting if they do meet, right? There actually is a plan. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed, and I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed, unquote. That doesn't make any fucking sense. He did follow that up uh, and say that, says, quote, The great thing is we have a very excellent relationship with Kevin, or Kevin Feige. Uh, there's an incredible sandbox there to play with. We want those MCU movies to be absolutely huge because that's great for us and our Marvel characters. And I think that's the same thing on their side. There's a lot of opportunities, I think, that are going to happen, unquote. So, what I don't understand is it's a separate Marvel Universe, apparently, where just Venom and shit exists, and Morbius, like, what, I don't, but Morbius looks like it's MCU, where, whereas Venom isn't, it, like, I don't, what are you doing, Sony, what are you doing over there, what, your, your Marvel Universe, what are you trying to, like, you're clearly, like, trying so hard to be like, yeah, we're like the MCU. Like, no, you're you're not. You're just not. Obviously, we're getting a Craven the Hunter film. Let There Be Carnage comes out this year. Morbius is next year. We do have the end of, um, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out later this year. I can't wait to see how much of a clusterfuck this, their thing turns into. And they end up abandoning it and rebooting Spider-Man again in a few years. Like, it, it's inevitable. I am inevitable. It is inevitable at this point that Sony jacks it up in some way, shape, or form. Like, it, it, I just, it it's bound to happen. It is bound to happen. Um, that is it for, for, for movies today. Um, there is one more thing I did want to talk about on the show, and it's something we haven't talked about in a while. And it's Loot Crate. I, uh, loot crates have been a little sporadic lately. They've been, they've been a lot better than they used to be. I I will say that. And I got a loot crate this past month. It's the first loot crate I've gotten in a long time that I was really, actually really, really happy with. And mainly because of the shirt that came in it this time. It was an awesome Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. And what is this? Um, it was the, was it the? Kapow crate? What am I'm looking at? 
I don't know how far back I am. Let's see. Honor mixtape May 2021. I don't even know because it it's saying here's the PDF for them. Oh, okay. So it was the mixtape. So it was the May one. So it comes with this awesome um, Star Lord Guardians of the Galaxy figure. It it is an exclusive. Um, a Rugrats 30th anniversary premium pin. It's a gold Reptar pin, which is amazing. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt, which is epic, because it's not childish. Like, it, it, it leans heavily on its comic book roots. Um, and then these two SpongeBob SquarePants drink set. So, like, tiki glass. Not tiki glasses, but, like, tiki-themed, like, highball glasses, almost. Um, one of them has, like, all the characters. The other one says, tiki time, good, vibe, good vibes only. And, like... I'm I'm in love with those, not gonna lie. And and like I said, this was one of the best loot crates I've had in a long time. Um the Rick and Morty one was was really good as well. Um but my issue with that is like the shirt sizings are all over the place on that. Like one week a 3X fits like a 2X. This month the 3X fits like a fucking 3 4X. I, I don't I don't understand it. it so it did come with a Mr. Poopy butthole like stress ball though so I, I do enjoy that um, but but other than that that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week thank you guys for listening as always I am your host Nick um, and please if you do get a chance check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser uh, if you Or if you prefer to listen on the go, we do have links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. Um, also, while you're there, make sure to sh- check out our social media tab. You can find links to our, our um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. We do try to post a lot of funny memes that we are not my own, unless I explicitly state they are, they are memes created by me. Um, or, I mean, if you guys want, just follow us on your preferred platform. Just look for Nick's Nerd News. And other than that, next week we will have our E3 prediction show um, because it will be the show preceding uh, E3, essentially. Um, other than that, it should be a hoot of a time. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. Uh, thank you guys for coming in week after week. I do love all tens of you, all of my fans. And with that, I will catch you on the flip side.